Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm sitting at a table with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. My name's Matt. No, that wasn't very good. No, it wasn't bad. Go again. No. Birmingham. Nice. Nice. Live from Birmingham. <laughs> that Matt, is good. Matt is saying that because the episode you are about to hear, we are, well, we're just at the very end of our tour, our last night in London as we record this little introduction, but this uh, show was recorded a few nights ago. In Birmingham. Sorry, Dave. Birmingham. Thank you. We'll, we'll be in the air right now flying home. This uh, I'll have to upload this tonight uh, before we jump on the plane. Yeah. So if you're listening to this immediately after it's been released or about up to, <laughs> I'm going to say, nine hours from when it's been released, uh, we are on a plane. Isn't that Exciting! We're in the sky, baby. Yeah. God, technology, am I right? But if you are listening to this post nine hours from uh, when this was released, we're probably at our homes. But there's a chance that if they listen really far in the future, we will be back on a plane. Very yeah. Small chance. We only spend a very small portion of our lives on planes. Dave, don't lie to them. We are jet setters. Yes. Freak, we are all frequent flyers now. Yeah. Bronze. The lowest. <laughs> yeah. The, the one you automatically get for free. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. The perks include the general public toilets that everyone else has. Yeah. And expensive airport food. Mm. I love it. I love it. So good. So this was recorded at the Glee Club, an awesome comedy club in Birmingham, which we performed for a couple of nights and... Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we had, as much fun as we had in the room, I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. All crowd, the shows were so much fun. Yes, the, in fact, we've got to say at the, st- the top of this, thanks to everyone that's come to any of the UK tours, we ended up doing nine shows all up. Ridiculous. And 
They were all very, very fun. We're going to release some of the episodes on the main feed, like this one that you're going to hear over the next couple of weeks or so, and then uh, some of them will be uh, Patreon bonus episodes. So keep your eyes peeled for those ones. But they were all very fun, and everyone was lovely. We met a lot of people after the shows. And, uh, yeah, you have a great, great country. So good. Yeah. Thank you for this country. For having us in this country. Yes. Well contributed, Matt. Now on with the show. (laughs) Where was the show again? Birmingham. Ah. Hello, Birmingham. How you doing? Woo! All right. Thank you so much for coming out Friday night. You pumped? Yes. Yeah, we remember what day it is. Okay. <laughs> Little check for myself there to be like, oh, I'm in Birmingham. It's Friday. Yes. <laughs> who's so great to be here. Who's excited to see? You? I've got a computer tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, was anyone here at this show at the Glee Club last night? <laughs> you were sitting in that same chair. <laughs> no, he was there last time and we picked on him a lot. So So now it's wow. your turn. <laughs> Wise for you, for you to... Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> I just talked into my drink, so... It's been a long couple of weeks. <laughs> But we're having the best ever time. Huh? (laughs) Was that convincing? No, we literally are. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming out. We're going to sit down right now and make the most of these red chairs. They're very comfy. We've even got, for some reason, we have a seating chart. Oh, look at the seating chart. It says uh, the person in chair 320 will be executed halfway through the show. (laughs) So sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, not much we can do. It's like a real sad episode of Oprah. <laughs> Everyone, look under your chairs. You get... <laughs> Complete that one yourselves. <laughs> Fuck. All right, great. <laughs> I slept till midday today and I'm feeling fresh AF. What does that mean? I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> feel real good. Feel real good. That's so what good. the young people say. Yeah, they all all say fresh. Yeah. Fresh. All right, great. Have we lost momentum early here? (laughs) (laughs) Running out of steam. Right off the top. Plenty more steam, plenty more steam. Don't you worry. We're just saving it for the big uh, finale. Okay. (laughs) We just went down to your Christmas festival and it is very nice. The German Christmas market. Anyone been there? People drinking steins in the streets. It's bloody mayhem. You wouldn't be allowed to do that in Australia. Yeah, nanny state. Yeah. With good reason. We, uh, yeah, we do not deserve to be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mainly something that Matt did a couple of Christmases ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't it for the rest of us. Anyway, I'm on the waters here, so you guys can be resting assured that everything is going to be A-OK. <laughs> <laughs> You were very excited about that. Appreciate that. Thank you. You're okay with okay. I'm okay with okay. Yeah, great. Oh, putting that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Right, I'm okay with okay. <laughs> selling that shit after the show. All right. <laughs> We've got a very pr- uh, good printer backstage. It's, uh, it's all good. But uh, give me a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever heard the Do Go On podcast before. 
Crawford, yes. And I you have Creed. <laughs> oh, mate. You've never heard it. Oh, okay. Front row, Santa, love it. Has anyone else in the front row not heard it before? Yeah, great. Okay you're with okay hasn't heard it. You're okay with not listening to the podcast? Fine. You, Fine. you just put your leg up instead of your hand. Let me try that. Yeah, I'm okay with being okay. Your face says otherwise. <laughs> God, that really hurt. Uh, okay, now uh, give us a round of applause. We've, got, we've met a couple of people. Uh, if you've never heard the show before, don't be shy. Just those two. One more. Okay, great. Okay, great. And one more here. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't have to point at you individually. That was weird. I just didn't want anybody to feel left out. I feel like there was another one over there. Is there another one over there? Nah, cool. Okay, yes. I'm very sheepish and I'm pointing at you. I'm sorry. Um, if you could just put your leg up, that'd be great. <laughs> That's okay. That's uh, we're not we're not picking on you. Well, I did a little bit. I'm sorry about that. It was just funny that I was happened to be looking at you as you went. This is awkward. <laughs> no, thanks, your honesty. If you've never heard the show before, which some of you haven't, uh, basically it's a podcast where one of us uh, does a report on a topic, usually suggested by a listener. The other two people have no idea what it's going to be. And today it is Matt's turn to report yeah. on a topic that Jess and I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Do you want to? We're going to start it right now, are we? That caught me by surprise. I mean, we could start at the end of the show if you like. It depends how much research you did today. It just really feels like we talked more shit last night, but you're going to get straight into it here tonight. Sure. All right, great. Well, I cannot... I honestly am glad that you've said that because I am raring to go. What is my password? Okay. <laughs> Great. So we start the show or the report with a question. Yep. You said that already. I have not. All right. All right. We did it, and uh, that was uh, that was it. And here's another one, and this will get us onto the topic. The question is: I'll ask these guys. If they don't get it, then I'll throw it over to the audience. Uh, the question is: What has been billed as the most dangerous film ever made? Dangerous film. Yes. Dirty dancing. No, oh, very. You tried doing that lift. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Nine people died doing that lift. <laughs> Nobody puts baby like, oh God! <laughs> dirty, I did not think I had a dirty dancing joke in me, and uh, neither did you, so there we go. Yeah, they validated that. Uh, uh, dangerous, da film. dangerous films. Um, phew, risky business. You can sprain an ankle doing that thing in the socks. Yeah, nine people died. <laughs> Tom Cruise was not the first person cast in that role, um, but he, he nailed it. I don't know. Does anybody have a? Have I've a got guess? a. I got a clue. It's also the name of a hit Katy Perry song. Firework. You're clicking at me. I'm not a waiter, but yes. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I'm joking. It's fine. Because we can home alone, because like kids are going to want to try that. <laughs> sure. Home, home alone, alone because kids. Yeah, that's a Lester Field. Kids recreate it. Home Alone, that classic Katy Perry hit song. <laughs> Raw. Raw's correct. Raw. Oh. No one's heard of it. <laughs> I hadn't either. <laughs> so I've got to ask, are you, do you know the film you or do you know it? Katy Perry? I've not seen the film, I've heard of the, uh, well, you've seen, but yeah. <laughs> I've heard of the, well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, like you'll stand up halfway through and explain the rest of this anecdote? <laughs> All right, so to finish what I started... <laughs> I'll handle this one, Matt. Right, Are bit you... of a... 
Katy Perry and music together. This is oh, films together. Anyway, you got good. It's got nothing to do with Katy Perry. That was just a little clue there. Here is the report. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> Did you write that down? I don't write. I don't hardly write it. All I've got here is um, be yourself and buddy, knock 'em dead, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Roar is a film written, directed by, and starring Noel Marshall. A man who had previously done none of those things. <laughs> yes! He, I had, that. he had been a, a, an executive producer on some successful films, though, including The Exorcist, which was a big hit. You know that one? Yeah, and so he was, he was an executive producer. Yes. Cool. Uh, here's the film's overview from Rotten Tomatoes. Wildlife preservationist... Well, I've added a syllable in there. Anyway, <laughs> Hank lives harmoniously alongside... Oh boy. <laughs> Be yourself, soldier. Alright. Lives harmoniously alongside a menagerie of untamed animals, including cheetahs, elephants, lions, and tigers, on a preservation in the African plains. When his wife and children arrive for a visit, a long brewing battle for dominance between two lions erupts and threatens their very lives. Is his wife one of the lions? <laughs> Alright. I've become very attached to this line while you've been away. You will have to fight to the death and I will continue to be married to the winner. Right, okay. Is this the plot? Is that the plot? It feels like those are two different things that have happened and they just hap... They just... Oh, wow. Yeah. It's happening to me now too. They just... They, they happen to be at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Dave, could you carry this one? <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing well. Hi, everyone. I'll take it from here. Uh, Katy no. Perry was born in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's about that old. That I'll just old. whip up a report about Katy Perry off the top of my head. Go on. I think her parents are nuns or something, and um, <laughs> she uh, was a gospel singer, but then decided to be sexy, and that worked. So. <laughs> Fast forward, fast forward to now, she cut her hair short, people didn't like that for some reason, and um, now Taylor Swift's back on top, so... <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, happy birthday is a good way to end. <laughs> oh, no, so, you say birthday, people applaud, it's like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Remember that, man. Are you adding notes? <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. Look forward to that. All right, that, that better Criticism. fucking work because I did not have a strong finish, so that will not get us home at the end. <laughs> Noel casts his family in the film. His wife Tippy played his wife. Uh, his stepdaughter Melanie. Played no, you're going past Tippy. <laughs> you're just gonna skip over a name like. Tippy, yeah. and not expect this kind of reaction. <laughs> We've been doing this for three years. You thought you could drop a name like Tippy, and I wouldn't react. I look honestly, I didn't, I didn't notice. I didn't mean to skippy Tippy, but that just Th this is isn't the same Tippy as Tippy Hedren. It is the Alfred Hitchcock star of many of his films. Yeah, it is, including The Birds. <laughs> tippy, Tippy Hedren. Yeah. Let tippy. me just delete a, a little paragraph from Tippy. <laughs> It's weird, it's almost like I left out her surname on purpose. <laughs> hoping you'd think it was a different tippy. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Are there any tippies in? That would make my day. That would be nice. That would be tippy. nice. Tippy! 
Tippy, in that. Australia, if you're called Tippy, that's sure, but Tip Rat, and it's not a positive, but... <laughs> there was an old Saints player who was known as Tippy. Anyway... Tip Rat. Regularly play golf with a Tippy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, the, one of the weirdest lies I've ever made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, I reckon. Um, so, Tippy, his wife, played his wife. Uh, stepdaughter, Melanie, played their daughter. Melanie? I'm just saying, like, that's a character's name as well. Keep yeah. going. That's not the same Melanie. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been many Melanies. Griffith. Melanie yeah. Griffith. That's not Melanie. <laughs> yes, it is. What? 100%, that's Melanie Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Whoa. Either... <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, like, I went back and I deleted both of their surnames. I'm like, I'll reveal it as I go through. The, <laughs> <laughs> famous, famous it. the first one I definitely s- stood on your toes there, but the second one I was just clutching well, for then, any like, Melanie. Tippy isn't that common, so that's fair. That's Sorry. funny. Well, Tippy's Melanie's mum. Cool. Anyway, um... Check so, out. <laughs> so they were both already actors, so that made some sense. But they also cast uh, a couple of their sons in the film, and they weren't actors. But bloody what they, hell! What were their names? Uh, John and something else. I'll That's re- not John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> oh uh, to go along with the real family casting the film, real animals played the animal parts. Ah. Oh. Wow, that sounds. Pretty dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were they were they typecast or were they? Yep, they had lines as lines, uh, etc. Yeah. Um, I mean, give them a challenge, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, there were no camera tricks. Some people think there were like there was a lot of um, post uh, work, but it was all just real. For I mean, it's hard. Can you believe the things that I saw are real? Whoa! Because <laughs> they were pretty full on. What did you see? There was like lions there jumping on them and... Right. On people? Yeah. <laughs> Melanie Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same Melanie. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore, okay? <laughs> um, the human cast and crew were all right. Um, at, at their jobs or... Pretty good director. I'm really sure what I meant by that. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't call him the best boy. He's more like an all right boy. They were, they were all right, because they weren't. That's the whole point. They weren't all right. Anyway, the human cast and crew were not all right. Um, but they were right there with the lions, and it was obviously very full-on and le- led to many injuries on set, and that's where the most dangerous film tag came from. Right. When the film was re-released in 2015, it was initially released in 1981, it was re-released in 2015, they used the tagline, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. 70 members of the cast and crew were. <laughs> like, they're so proud of it. Oh, yeah. Several of us were mauled, but uh, you animal rights groups can uh, back off because all the animals are fine. George is dead, but anyway. Uh, well, let me take you back to the start. Noel Marshall, the man who came up with the idea for the film, he was born in Chicago on the 18th of April, 1931. Good year. All right. <laughs> he developed an interest in animals whilst working at the St. Louis Zoo in his youth. 
And in his 20s, he made the move to Hollywood, setting up a talent agency with his first wife, Jay Joseph. Tippi Hedren was born Natalie K. Hedren in Minnesota on January the 19th, 1930. Her father gave her the, name, uh, the nickname Tippi, which is Swedish for little girl when she was a baby. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that Tippi. Nice. Yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> Beautiful thing with father do with his daughter, and here you are tonight. Loving her name. Yeah, no, well done. Yeah. Tibby moved to New York City, kicking off a successful career as a fashion model. I wrote fashion model, but they're probably they're all. Are there other kinds of models? Hand model. Car models, I guess. Yes. Butt models. Butt models, sure. Is that what you said? Did you say butt model? Yeah. <laughs> are you speaking from experience? Maybe. I prefer a direct answer to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Button model. <laughs> Great. He's handing out business cards after the show. <laughs> For all your butt needs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe. It's your business card. I'll take one. <laughs> Hey, we're in Birmingham. <laughs> you also don't have a butt, so that yeah, I need. I live uh, uh, through, through your butt. <laughs> What's yours is mine, sir. I live through your butt. <laughs> now, nah, but welcome to those of you who have never seen us. <laughs> uh, Tibby moved to New York City, kicking off a successful career as a fashion model. I already said. There she met and married budding Broadway actor Peter Griffiths. Oh, Griffiths, I wonder. Damn it. <laughs> Together they had a daughter, Melanie Griffiths. Oh my god, what? what? a reveal! Imagine Sorry, how much that yeah. joy would have given these beautiful people with no. such poor lives with nothing. <laughs> nothing in their day to day. They come out here for a sweet reveal. And you take that away from him, you tip rat. All right. <laughs> Together they had a daughter, Melanie Griffiths. Oh my God, I'm rereading nearly every line. But was their mother some sort of model? Yes. <laughs> what kind? But. <laughs> uh, the marriage didn't last though. After the divorce, Tippy moved to California, where she started picking up acting roles and was signed by Noel Marshall's talent agency. The same Noel Marshall as I just spoke of before. Foreshadowing. Oh. No, that's what it, that's post-shadowing. Ah. Yeah. Post-shadowing. Hedron's role in a television commercial was enough to get the attention of legendary director Alfred Hitchcock. Another sweet reveal. <laughs> who signed her to a seven-year deal, landing Hedron the lead role in the 1963 smash hit The Birds. Oh, what a reveal! <laughs> Whoa, none of us knew that. Yeah. During the filming, uh, apparently Alfred Hitchcock had live birds thrown at her. She was terrified and they attacked her for real. That was... What a legendary director. Throwing birds. Are the birds alive? Yes. <laughs> throwing a bird. She's like on her way to the bathroom. He's like, think quick. <laughs> Got her on tape. We'll, we'll write it in. We'll write it in. All right. Timmy's character walks to bathroom. Think quick. It's like that's my childhood, basically. Think quick. People throwing shit at Yeah. Oh. Just being. But always... imagine if it was a live bird. 
I'm not saying it never was. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want us to pad while you chew your ice? The success of the film helped make Hedron a star. She also won the Golden Globe Award for best bird copped in the face. <laughs> they used to be way more niche. The, the so many categories that year. So many categories. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah the ceremony went for weeks, but bloody hell, she deserved that. Um, uh, and for most promising newcomer, as well as the bird in the face award. <laughs> Uh, despite the film's success, working with Hitchcock was a nightmare for Hedron. Wonder why? <laughs> well, apart, apart from copying birds to the face, um, according to biography.com, Hitchcock was so angered by her rejection of his advances oh. during the filming that he persistently subjected her to a range of sexual and mental harassment. Oh, yeah, he is not a good guy. I didn't know anything about him before uh, reading this. What else did he do? Just a bad guy, he's one of yours. <laughs> I tell you, this, I feel I tell you this every show. We are outnumbered. <laughs> Stop picking fights with them. Yes. We're gonna get bashed after the show for bad mouthing Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in. Any cockheads in? <laughs> Um, there were, so, not that it really matters, I mean, harassment is harassment, but he was well into his 60s by then and she was quite, you know, so it's like particularly gross. full on and yeah. gross, yeah. Uh, after filming Marnie together, which is Oh, because she's got a seven year contract. Yes. Which is so weird too, back then there was a lot of like... Studio contracts yeah, studio that studio contracts that you just worked for that studio and it's not like they had roles in mind for you, they're just like, you're ours. Very weird. Yeah. So now she's stuck working with him. It's a different time. I guess in a pre-9-11 world, you will... <laughs> we were more naive back then. Contracts went longer and, you know, things were different. But then it all came tumbling down. <laughs> you were implying that 9-11 saved Hollywood? <laughs> That is also a top five weird lie. <laughs> Sometimes I start a sentence and don't quite know where it's going to end. That was not an example of that. That was very well thought out. Uh, after filming uh, Marnie together, the following film they did, um, the harassment continued, but Hedron refused to work with Hitchcock again because of it. Uh, this apparently led to Hitchcock setting out to ruin her career. According to biography.com, it says he was successfully able to do this for a while, um, stop her getting roles, holding her to the contract and bad mouth and that sort of stuff. Great. He now, sounds like he's really um, mentally very well, yeah. <laughs> very secure. We're talking about a guy who throws birds at people. <laughs> hey, to be fair, he yells think quick first, so they're Bit warned. of fun. Yeah. Fair warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she used her newfound star power to land some roles on TV, which was sort of get able to get around the, the um, contract. And Hitchcock eventually gave, gave up. And in 1966, he sold her contract to Universal Studios. Oh. Now, I don't know if you know about 1966, but that oh, was, a, <laughs> <laughs> was a, a very good year. The Saints, uh, the Saints in, the, in the VFL AFL won their one and only premiership. Um, they haven't been able to climb that mount 
mountain again, but you know, they're, they're still there, they're still batting away. <laughs> you are speaking a different language, sir. <laughs> so you've, Australian. you've in, English? <laughs> yes, C. She said C, so. <laughs> Uh, also, England brought the, the trophy home or some shit. Um, <laughs> amongst all this, Hedron also married her agent, Noel Marshall. Oh. The man from before again. Now out from Hitchcock's contract, Hedron started working films again, including in Charlie Chaplin's final film, uh, which was called... David, you know, who did, one of you did a report on Charlie Chaplin. Yes, did. <laughs> Happy to say. Na- I name, what was his last film? Or name any of his films. Uh, you, can you remember any? No. The Great Clock. <laughs> War? Dictator. Great dictators, what I said. We call them clocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a different title in Australia, it, that's right. His final film as director was called A Countess from Hong Kong, and she starred alongside Marlon Brando and Sophia Loren. Oh, cool. Uh, it was a flop. Despite all that. You Despite think? all that, that's huge star power. Yeah. And obviously not very good apart from that. Um, so unfortunately it was a flop and her work started drying up a bit. But during this period, uh, Hedron and Marshall began working together a bit more, including a few films that were shot in Africa. And whilst there, they saw a pride of lions who seemed to have taken up residence in an abandoned house. This is where the... Ah! <laughs> that's pretty cool. good. It's kind of like the Home Alone... Oh. <laughs> She's gone. She is gone. Anyway, um, what did I lose them? Somewhere along there. Anyway, that's fine. Um, so they, uh, so they saw these lions take up a residence in an abandoned house, and this is where the idea for them doing a film about a scientist living in a house with big cats came from. Where do people get their ideas? <laughs> Over there. <laughs> Uh, Marshall and Hedron decided that while the film was set in Africa, it would be shot in California and that the cast would be their own family. Uh, Marshall and Hedron casting themselves alongside three of their children, John, Jerry and Melanie. Is it Melanie? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's weird without the Griffiths. Uh, rather than bringing in adult animals, it was decided that it would be safer for them to raise the animals from infants themselves. They're really playing the long game for yeah. the <laughs> They did it all in-house. They, what? St- they started collecting animals. There'd Aww. be rescues and, and animals that uh, small zoos couldn't handle anymore and that sort of stuff. So they were picking up cubs of lions and those sort of things. Can you just do that? Just call up a zoo and ask to adopt them? In the 70s, apparently you could. Yeah. In California, it was That's wild amazing. Um, so again, these young cubs, big African cats, uh, and then tigers and other non-African animals were started, uh, started to be offered to them and they brought them in as well. They are like, sure, we'll take them all. <laughs> it's all a bit haphazard. Marshall's son, John, remembers questioning it, saying recently, I was about 15 when I said, why do we have tigers? There's no tigers in Africa. <laughs> I would say, why do we have mountain lions? They're from North America. And everyone would go, it's a stupid question. <laughs> That's the end of that quote. (laughs) It is a bit of a dumb question, isn't it? Just shut up, John. It's basically shut up, John. (laughs) There's always there's a John in every family, you know. We've all got one. Yeah. Your brother's a John, isn't he? No. Great. (laughs) Greg. My dad's John. Your dad's John. (laughs) Everybody needed to know that. Very interesting. It's not at all. Anyway. Uh, Everyone say hi to Jess's dad, John. (laughs) 
He'd love that. <laughs> Any bit of attention he He'd could love get. it. He would love it. Loves it. And if you want to tweet him, it's at Jess's dad, John. <laughs> <laughs> strange, strange handle, but that's his. Yeah, he's very proud of me and not yeah. my brother. Yeah. <laughs> his other account is Are you Michael's dad? Yeah. No. <laughs> at not Mike's dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Just wanted to help. Do you guys stop talking as soon as I have a sip? I didn't know on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it's your report. We're kind of following you here. John did see some benefits. <laughs> and this isn't uh, just his dad. This is back to the John from yeah. the story. <laughs> I John, think you'll, you'll need to say that every time you mention John from this point out. That's okay. I, ideally, I could just say it now and that'll count for... A I'll be confused. <laughs> <laughs> John did see some benefits to looking after these exotic animals, though, saying, had this tiger that I absolutely loved called Nicky. I would take him down to the local luncheon bar place and girls would go, oh my God, can I play with your tiger? <laughs> and he'd say, well, not right now, but if you give me your phone number. It's a, it's a John quote. Your dad is a slick operator. I don't, I don't think I'd... If I saw someone walking down the street with a tiger... <laughs> I'd call the police. Yeah. I'd be like, that person stolen a tiger. You know? I wouldn't be like, oh, <laughs> that's how I flirt. Yeah. <laughs> very, very successful. Yeah. You wouldn't say, oh my god. Can oh, I play guy. with your tiger? I'd say like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Can I play with your tiger? They'd say, they'd call the police. <laughs> As the cats began growing in size and number, an animal control officer started to visit the marshals and be like, hey guys, where's. Here you got lions, neighbours are saying you got lions, they got little kids and they're worried your lions are going to eat the little kids. And then the family would grab all their lions and throw them over the back fence. So the dad would go to the door when the doorbell rung and that apparently it happened enough that they had a system. They'd all run with their lions and tigers and throw them over the back fence and their dad would stall for a bit and go, no, what are you, I don't know what you're talking about in here. They're like, not around here. What a weird question. Thanks so much for coming. No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and then they'd jump over the back fence and just be like, shh, shh, little tiger. And then they'd go and he'd come back and it happened again and again. Eventually they're like, yeah, we got lines. <laughs> and, the, and the girl's like, I mean, I, I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you take this tiger to brunch every morning. <laughs> Windows at the back of your house, I can see your children throwing tigers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, not us. So eventually he was like, oh, well, okay, you're gonna have to get, I'm giving you 24 hours, you gotta get rid of your, your tigers and lions and cougars and cheetahs. 24 hours is not enough hours. <laughs> um, so they very quickly bought a, a property. So this was in a, a Los Angeles suburb where they were. Like a high pop, high, highly populated area. And they were, it was illegal to have tigers oh, and lions. Oh, it was. Yeah. In a highly populated yeah. suburb. Yeah. You know, they'd have a lion. Yeah. Oh, God, tell you what. All yeah. this government red tape. That's right. Man, the nanny yeah. state. Yeah. And the whole time they could just afford to have a big property. And they only bought it when the police said, you've got to buy a big property. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. So I bought a, a larger property in Santa Clarita and took the animals there. According to Entertainment Weekly, principal photography started on October the 1st, 1976, at Santa Clarita. 
which is where most of the movie was filmed. By this point, the animal cast numbered 132 lions, tigers, leopards, cougars, and jaguars. And they had this in a normal house. No, like weeks a, earlier. Uh, this is now that... Oh, not weeks. It was a little while in between. It blew, time blew out for a few months in between and I was still collecting more and then they started breeding. So there's a lot. Like, so it's fun. You watch some of the shots and it's just like... A, it looks like a river flowing past of animals. It's pretty... Cool. Uh, they also had a 10,000 pound bull elephant named Timbo, uh, which Marshall and Hedron acquired from an animal park in Canada. Uh, the shoot was scheduled to last six months but stretched to three years and then again on to, f- to f- another couple of years to five years. And aren't there, aren't there kids in it? They'll be growing up over five years. Yeah, they had to, yeah, had to give them haircuts and stuff to make them look younger. <laughs> Chop off their feet and ankles. <laughs> but no but, animals were harmed. That's right. Yeah, no. Um, also, partly due to different uh, shutdowns on set, um, the budget ended up ballooning out to $17 million. <laughs> this is in the 70s. Basically an independent film. They've, so they've had, they had to sell horses and other things to fund it. How many horses do they sell? <laughs> 17 million. 17 million horses. Dollar each. Yeah. It's a fire sale, but... She just made a horse film. Yeah. Think about it. She had that many horses. Uh, as well as financial troubles, shooting uh, on the film was often also delayed by injuries to cast and crew. <laughs> Let me tell you about some of them. Oh. Uh, John Marshall has explained... You're fine with lions and tigers as long as you don't show any fear. The problem is that the plot required us to show fear. (laughs) (laughs) And they did not think of that. (laughs) Yeah, but can't you just explain to the lion, I'm acting. (laughs) So they'd grown up with these lions and tigers and taught them to respect them. They were kind of... Um, the they alphas. were the, the alphas of the pride but then they started to act like they were betas or whatever beta boys and uh, <laughs> and they so it really confused the animals and, and it made them start to behave a bit differently um, it said that there were more than 70 attacks on cast and crew some of these incidents include during shooting John Marshall the son was walking with a lion when he tripped landing face down in high grass the lion walking with him jumped on him and closed its mouth over John's head. That is true respect of an elephant. If the, if the man falls down, you quickly put your jaws around its head to save him. Yeah, it's, it thought it was doing mouth to mouth. Half, yeah, their mouths mouth are bigger than ours. Half a dozen crew members were needed to pull the lion off. Uh, and once he'd relax, <laughs> we could get him to let go of the boy. Um. I mean, six people. <laughs> Quite impressive, isn't it? <laughs> and then, oh, we're going to need someone up the back. <laughs> we need another, another set of hands. That's right, they are the king of the jungle. Wow. Uh, so when his head came out, John looked up to see blood, his blood, on the lion's teeth. Um, Did he apologise? No apology, and Marshall required 56 stitches in his head. Oh. 56. 
<laughs> you reckon you should get one less or four more? Four more. <laughs> Jess has got this weird thing about round numbers. And she yeah. won't stop banging on about it. And I can't fully explain it either. But come on. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I Just don't... pop in four more. <laughs> Unnecessary stitches. They're not unnecessary. I mean, they're not going to hurt, are they? Gonna... Yeah, I think they will hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had stitches? No. Would it be... Would it be work if I just rounded everything out before I said it? No, I'll know you're lying. Uh, I'm a very good actor. Okay, yeah, if you could do I'll that. read that last line again. <clears throat> Marshall required 60 stitches. Seems about right. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, I can do that. Melanie Griffiths quit mid-production telling her mum, I don't want to come out of this with half a face. <laughs> She had a budding yeah. film career and she, she didn't she want knew, She knew, she had a feeling that yeah. the film industry required her to have a face. It's all about the face. Right, okay. She, want, yeah. she wants to quit while she's ahead. I've still got three quarters of a face. I'll stop now. She did it after a couple of lines brawled in front of her. It's like, oh, I'm out. I'm out, right. um, A replacement actor was found. It was one of her friends. Uh, and they shot a bunch of stuff with her. But then Griffiths decided she wanted to come back a while later. Um, and they reshot those scenes, <laughs> but some scenes in the film are still seen with the other, with the other actor in the place of the daughter. So if you're a keen eye, you'll be like, ah, oh, she changed briefly. <laughs> uh, after she returned, um, her fear kind of came true, with Griffith being mauled by a lioness, and she had to get. Uh, plastic surgery and twen- 20 odd stitches. <laughs> How many? 23. But oh, that's a dumb number. It's Michael Jordan's number, mate. Yeah. Shane Warne's number. Oh, yep. That's Dean Rice's better. number. Yeah, these are getting better with each one. Yeah. <laughs> Hedrick. Who's the Aston Villa number 23? Does anyone, no one comes to these shows and gives a shit about sport, do you? Not Villa. Not Villa, you're a Birmingham City man. Yeah. Who's your number 23? I mean, you could literally say any name. What's your name? Yeah. Rob. Rob. Rob, yeah. oh, Rob. Rob, 23. Yeah, kick, number 23. Kicks a bunch of goals, that guy. <laughs> and he's got a cool beard. All right. <laughs> Hedrin also had a leg broken. Uh, Hedrin, the mum, Tippy, had her leg broken when she was bucked off the back of the elephant before being crushed beneath it. <laughs> don't get on the elephant. And don't get under the elephant. <laughs> Both very important pieces that, of advice. That's good advice. Don't get under an elephant. This next bit is makes... Uh, anyway, uh, they had a safe word on the production. <laughs> I think Elephant definitely respected that. <laughs> oh no! Beans! <laughs> Take my leg off of you there! I was gonna go for pineapple. Oh. Yeah. Bean, it's one syllable. Beans! Yeah, good call. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. You know, like, it's too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the safe word was Noel. The dad's name. That's confusing. <laughs> oh, and is he also the director? Yes. So anytime you want to address the director, you're, you're saying, saying the, the safe, safe word. word. <laughs> but his character's name is different, so it'd be weird for you to say in a take the director's name. Sure. Okay. So it's basically them saying, I want, it, I want out of this scene. This no. is them too full on. No. No. Uh, then, then uh, Noel would call cut, and they'd rescue the actor. That's the, that was the. <laughs> but he had to say cut. First. Yeah. <laughs> Can't ruin a good take. It's not implied. So there's lots of shots that just end with someone yelling no. <laughs> cut to a different scene. Um, How weird. Who's Noel? They never mention a Noel. <laughs> That is at least what Noel said would happen. <laughs> During one scene, his stepdaughter Melanie Griffith was being pinned down by a lion and the lion was ripping her hair off. She starts yelling, No, no, Noel! Noel! No, Noel. And Noel said, keep rolling. <laughs> this is good stuff. He didn't cut. <laughs> Let's just see where this goes. <laughs> He, he, he didn't cut it and that scene ended up making the film. You can hear her saying no. $17 million blockbuster this is. Uh, perhaps karmically, Noel Marshall was regularly injured. Uh, with Hedron later saying that a wing in the local hospital that should have been named after him, he was there that often. Keen to get back to shooting, though, he didn't always recover fully before he went back in, and that led to complications, including needing to be ho- hospitalised for gangrene. Oh, oh no! It's <laughs> a very I mean, no, yeah. No, no. What a that's an old school one. Didn't think he got any gangrene anymore. I don't. <laughs> I've left that in the past. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Made a call on that. A little while back. No more for me, thank you. Yeah. You know what? I think I've had enough gangrene. Director of photography on the film could be anything, but I want to say Jan de Bont. 
Does that ring any bells? He directed big films later. Yeah, it's not the same Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. He went on to direct... That's our safe word. Jan de Bont! Sounds so much like you're having a good time. <laughs> he went on to direct films such as Speed and Speed 2 Cruise Control. Uh, Speed, one of my all-time favourite films! Speed is so great. Speed 2, one of my least all-time favourite films! <laughs> he also he also uh, did Twister and a couple oh, others. Yeah. So he, he had a pretty successful... Oh, Jan de Bond! <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that name. <laughs> what, about, what about Jan de Bond? Yes! <laughs> No. Let's go with yarn. It's more fun. Yandable. Yandable. Um, he had his scalp ripped off. <laughs> One of the lions ripped it off his head. No, we all knew where a scalp was. <laughs> What's it doing there? That's what the lion said. But he said, no, it's fine. He needed 120 stitches even. Really? <gasps> One twenty, very good. There's a there's a photo of him, like the just hair at the front of his head and just scar and and stitching all around the. That's gross. Oh. They use it for a poster. Um, well, he's not even in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, John Marshall remembers going into the the um, office on set and said, "Oh, all right, I think we need to get a new director of photography, obviously." figuring that he would not return after having his scalp ripped off. Um, but amazingly, he came back and finished the film. Why? A couple of stitches, I'll be back in. Why? I'm passionate about it, Don't I guess. Don't feel passionate about it. Some of the, the people who love the film love the way it was shot. Like, There's no surprise that he went on to have a success. It's got that Jan de Bont feel. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that classic de Bont touch. Mm, that, that touch that we loved in Speed 1 yet hated in Speed 2. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the photography was great. The acting was... They just saw it. They, it was believable that they were terrified. But the lines <laughs> they were saying, it really, watching it is like, what is going on? Right. It was, it's, it's a weird mishmash of a film. Great. But it is full on, like... There are times where uh, Noel is standing up. He's like standing up to lines and they're going full pouncing on him, dragging him to the ground. He's got blood coming out. It's all real. They've just Anyway, you guys should check it out. I don't think I want to. But it is also like a hard, slow watch as well. It's weird how much and how little is going on all at the same time. Classic Yandabon. Yeah. But I mean, he has he's cast as the lead actor, a guy who was a talent agent. Him. Not an actor. He knows talent when he's yeah. here. <laughs> and he sees it every morning in the mirror. Uh, Hedron later wrote a book about the making of the film, saying that she hoped the film would show the, po- the, uh, show the possibilities of human and big cat relationships. <laughs> or the impossibilities? <laughs> Kind of missed the mark a little bit. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, injuries weren't even the end of the film's troubles. The house had to be rebuilt during uh, the shoot um, as it was destroyed by a flood. <laughs> there were also fires. Um, and the film kept going over budget, ending up at $17 million, uh, But they often had to halt so Noel could go source some more cash. Go, go sell another horse. Casino. Or... <laughs> Put everything on red. 
He kept winning. <laughs> the family put everything into the film. It even cost Hedron and Marshall their marriage eventually, with the couple divorcing a year after the film's release in 1982. When a journalist said it must have been a stressful time, their son John said, stressful is kind. Please, John. Oh, sorry, great. Um, <laughs> this is uh, John uh, Marshall. Their, their son, John. Their son, John. Right. Not yeah. your grandparents' son, John. Great. <laughs> Thank you. John said... Uh, <laughs> can, we, like, can we give it like a five... Like, yes. give him a five minute and yeah. then I'll... Re- yeah. If I need to fold back in, I will. I'm so sorry. I can't allow that. <laughs> John Marshall, the son of, of Noel said which no <laughs> the safe word no he said oh no no he said stressful is kind we had floods we had fires every one of us wound up in the hospital there were times when we would get together as a family and we would go i think we should give this up but we never gave it up <laughs> i reckon that would have been a, a, a nightly conversation every night for five years <laughs> He said, it has to do with dealing with lions and tigers. You can't show fear. If you show fear, you're dead. You have to be stronger than them. You have to be stronger than anything in life. All right, John. Basically, the lion's like, if you don't finish this film, I will maul you. (laughs) They're at the hands of the the paws of the lions now. That's cute. (laughs) After 11 years, the film was finally completed and released... And it was a hit in countries like Japan and Germany. <laughs> 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. So it was about five oh. years for a shoot and then a similar amount of time in post. Oh. Still trying to get funding and just getting Fuck it all done. That. Apparently they would get, they'd get an investor would come in and give them a million dollars and they'd just throw that into their debt. <laughs> like, thank you. 11 Ugh. years though. Like, we, were, we went back to our first Instagram posts the other day and mine was four years ago and I hated it. Imagine looking back at something you started 11 years ago and being like, well, time to put that out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit. <laughs> wow. And then by that time, like, technology would have come a lot further and they would have been like, we probably could have used fake lines. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, for that much effort and time, you'd want it to be the greatest film ever made. Matt, yeah. can you confirm, is it the greatest film ever made? C, yes. <laughs> no one here had heard of it. <laughs> I know, imagine that. No one... Oh, sorry, I forgot. The alternative title is Godfather 2. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, in Japan and Germany, it was called Raw. <laughs> Godfather 2, back in the habit. <laughs> <laughs> they... They Every had, because <laughs> of all the debts they had, they hit legal troubles in America and struggled to find uh, a way to release it there. After all that, after eleven years, they weren't even able to release it in their own country. But wouldn't their creditors want them to release it so they could at least make some of the money? Back? Yeah, it's a bit confusing. So probably not quite right. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Noel kept holding out hope and he kept trying to make it happen. Uh, right up until he died, when he died in two thousand and ten of cancer, but he, he never saw his dream of it hitting the cinemas in America. But remember, this guy did let his stepdaughter be mauled by a lion. Uh, a deal was finally struck between Olive Films, who held the rights, and the Alamo Draft House, a chain of cinemas in America. And in 2015, the movie finally screened in America, um, debuting at the South by Southwest Festival and also having a limited release. The Draft House boss, Tim League, said of the South by Southwest screening, there were gasps. There was horror. There was laughter. Everyone was on the edge of their seats for the entire film. 
It's this great little undiscovered treasure that we're hoping to find a whole new audience for. Oh. Which they didn't really do. It, um, <laughs> it got a lot of press. People were, like, it, I mean, it's an amazing story, but not heaps of people saw it. It's become a bit of a cult thing, but yeah. really not that many people still have seen it. And it's, I think they reckon it's made about 2 million of its 17 million. Let's quickly do the math. <laughs> that is not a good result. Carry the one. <laughs> of the cast and crew, John Marshall seems to be the only one who's really open to talking about the film still these days. Tippy and Melanie sort of want to distance themselves yeah. from it. It really sounds like John likes bitching about it. John? <laughs> oh, okay. My dad, <laughs> yeah. My dad likes to bitch about this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's classic John Perkins. <laughs> Um, he does sort of have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it though, John, uh, the John son of Noel, um, saying, every time I watch Raw, I have nightmares for two or three days. <laughs> and I watch it every two or three days. It's going to keep him rolling. Yeah. He goes, it's like, fuck, who thought that was smart? But we're part of history. No one is ever going to make a movie like this again. It's just so fun because... Because I'm alive. And I shouldn't be. <laughs> that is fun. It's, it's rated as a cult classic and it's got a pretty positive um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes Splitometer or whatever it's called. It's 70%. Oh. Which is interesting. Here's a couple of the positive reviews. Uh, Tom Meek from Cambridge Day said, I honestly can't say Raw is a good film or even a bad one because it's both. <laughs> But I can say there is never a down moment. There is always something to draw you in. And then Simon Abrams from RogerEbert.com said, If you want to see cats chasing people in packs, falling over themselves to descend stairwells, and jump up trees to swipe at disposable human protagonists, you'll probably enjoy Raw. <laughs> a lot of spoilers in that one. Um, so that, that's kind of it for the movie, but just a little bit about what Tippy's been up to. I, really, I quite like Tippy. Uh, this is from her biography.com article. It says that Tippy has continued to act uh, as, uh, as well as dedicating much of her life to animal activism, especially with big cats. She's assisted in their rescue and protection and has helped purchase land north of Los Angeles to establish the Shambhala Preserve as a sanctuary. Shambhala has sheltered hundreds of rescued animals and Hedron has received numerous awards for her efforts from organisations such as the ASPCA and Wildhaven. Through all this, she's also kept up her acting career, appearing in shows such as Murder, She Wrote, Chicago Hope, CSI, and Cougar Town. But her main passion... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even leave a gap there for anyone. <laughs> but her main passion remains animal welfare. Tippy now distances herself from the film, uh, believing that it's not a great message and that they probably shouldn't be pets. Oh. She's done a full 180, so at the start she's like, it'd be great to show that lions and humans should hang out, and in the end she's like, nah, not a good idea. That was I mean, a bad idea. We all knew that, and it took her like 30 years to work out. <laughs> um, so yeah, the $2 million out of the $17 million budget is obviously not a great result, and some say the production was cut down by the Exorcist Curse, which is a curse that is said to have hit those involved with the hit movie, The Exorcist, and he was, Noel was the executive producer. Mm. But obviously that is a topic for another day, so happy birthday!
so much. Wanted to watch a mo- movie and not wanted to watch the movie so much. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, don't tell the audience, but I did not get through it. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Like it was amazing those scenes with just the lions and tigers just uh, looked like a river of cats. If you can imagine that. Oh, usually when you want a horse, what you do is you tape a bunch of cats together. <laughs> Gotta get a Simpsons reference in. Thank you. Thank you. People complained a couple of nights ago when I didn't get one in, so that most of that show was me going, all right, back catalogue, Simpson, Simpson, Simpson. So thank you. Yeah, you got there. Well done. We did it. Well done to both of you. Both you accomplished did. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for you. Any questions? <laughs> How would have Sidney Scheinberg done this film? Oh, good. I reckon he would have added a chimpanzee. Yeah. Um, and he would have named it something like uh, Big Balls in Outer Space. <laughs> That's, a, that's just for you and me, obviously. No, not many Scheinberg heads in. No shinies in. <laughs> shinies. He's got a fan club. Hey, can you... Can so you should. No, because is Scheinberg in tonight? I don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> he doesn't usually appear at our live shows. <laughs> I want them to see what your face looks like. <laughs> Can you can you say um, raw uh, raw's not a great title? Let's rename it Big Balls in Space. No, can Sydney? Say oh, sorry, that? can Sydney? Oh, you want Sydney to say? Yeah, well, Dave could say it. Sure. Bit of pish posh, but Sydney. get ready. <laughs> and sorry, <laughs> and he'll explain later. I'm Sydney. I'm Sydney Shepherd. Blacked out for a second. The best part is Sydney always, always finishes with, gotta go, bye! It's like Jake has oh. figured out how to end, gotta go! I don't know what happened. We'll explain later. Yeah, yeah thank you for coming on We'll wind time. back the film. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching that back. <laughs> I think that does just about bring us in. That does bring us in to the yeah. show. Ladies and gentlemen, please get up for Matt Stewart and the Raw Report. That does bring us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. We've, it's been awesome uh, doing two nights here at the Glee Club. Fantastic uh, comedy venue that has uh, comedy and music uh, every night of the week. Could we have a big, massive round of applause for the Glee Club? Thank you for having us. Uh, our, our producer who's um, helped us organise this whole tour is also here tonight. Big round of applause for Mark Chatterley. Thank you, Mark. It's the reason we're here. Thank you, Mark. Also, uh, we've been lucky enough to have a, a photographer in tonight, taking a few snaps, uh, Liam Kewen. Thank you so much yeah, for thank Liam. You, Liam. Thank you, Liam. So, 
few tasteful nudes before the show. <laughs> we said only tasteful ones, there. Yeah? Butt model. <laughs> That's where our butt model friend came into us, huh? Yeah. You're regretting saying you're a butt model, aren't you? Regret face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should see my regret butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out. It, uh, it blows our minds that we can come from Melbourne to come to Birmingham, uh, Birmingham and uh, little, do one, let alone two shows here. So thank you so much for, for coming out. We'll, we'll be hanging out after the show. We're going to duck backstage, uh, drop some stuff down, and then we're going to come out here. And if anyone wants to stick around and say hello, get a photo. We've got some T-shirts for sale. They're oh 15 God. pounds. 15 pounds for a T-shirt. Oh, I mean, he literally, yeah. he got there. <laughs> Uh, we got I'm some t-shirts to sell, they're 15, but how much? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am open to bartering, sir. What would you think is reasonable? I'll pay more. That's fine. Uh, we also just uh, printed some posters up for our tour. They're five pounds! <laughs> <laughs> it's the first night they are available. Uh, if you would like a collector's item such as a tour poster, it's got all the dates and the shows we've done on it. Uh, we've got some pens, we can uh, sign those or write a message to you guys or someone at home if you would like that. But uh, genuinely, uh, thank you so much for coming out and we do hope to meet some of you now. But until next week, I think that's it for us. And until then, I will say goodbye! Thank you! And we're back after our show in... Birmingham. Wow. <laughs> still got it. We're still in the air, technically, at this stage. Yes. But that was a great show. Yeah. We can say that because we were there. Yes. Even though right now, we're in the air. Yeah. Uh, it was so much fun. Thanks so much for those who came out to Birmingham. Um, Birmingham. Did I do it? That was pretty bloody good. Yeah, Especially I in the headphones I'm wearing listening back to it. Thank you. Very good. I think... Uh, I think uh, if we come back, we'd definitely come back to Birmingham. It was such a fun time. It was I awesome. enjoyed yeah. it so much. And what a wild story that movie making was. Insane. I had not heard any of that. It was fascinating. But then afterwards I watched a trailer for the movie and it looks crazy. Completely yes. insane. I love how they every, every 10 seconds they just go, roar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was- Raw. I watched the trailer as well. Very. And then it lists the injuries that people sustained in the trailer for the movie. Very strange. Very proud of it. Yeah, you shouldn't be proud of that. It's the big hook. Lots Um, of people were hurt, and you're really bragging about it. It's like the high school bully. You know, (laughs) he's really proud that he beat up a nerd. The the movie itself is proud. Yeah, Yeah, we really took him (laughs) down. Yeah, we got him. The bully proud that they mauled a man's scalp. Uh, this week's fact, quote, or question is going to happen right now. Uh, it comes in from first-time fact, quote, or questioner, Jacob Giron, or Giron, or Giron. Let's say Giron, mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably not right, but thank you so much, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Um, if you do support us on Patreon, one of the tiers gets you uh, into the fact, quote, or question Segment, and each week we read out a different one. Uh, you also get to give yourself a title, and Jacob's given himself the title of, which I love a lot, Mr. Muchacho Grande. Oh, oh I, like I love that. that. A lot. Uh, and he has chosen to offer us a fact, and his fact is this. NBA legend Kobe Bryant 
once scored 62 points through three quarters of a game. The opposing team had 61. Wow, so he beat the team on his own. That's right. Uh, he said, thanks, guys. You're the best, and I've never missed a week. Oh, brag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because you're jealous, because you have. <laughs> yeah. Jacob and me are the only two who can... Uh, That's right. Only full-time members. Exactly. Uh, unless you count Nick Mason's um, logic that it's only a real episode when he's on it. Then mm. Again, well, then it's you, Matt, and... Yeah, Mason's also in. Because yep. you've missed a Meso episode, yeah. and you've missed a Meso episode, and you've missed a Meso episode. I was pointing at the audience that third one. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that's this week's back quarter question. Thanks, Thanks so Jacob. Much. That's very impressive. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, who's that's now an cool. Academy Award winner. What? Yeah, they based a, there was a, an animated short film based on something that he wrote. Really? About his basketball career, and it won the best uh, animated short. That's so cool. So he has an Oscar. Wow. That's insane. Isn't that... And he also scored 62 points to three-quarter time one time. My PB at basketball is like 26. That's great. Well, it's no Kobe, is it? No, it's no Kobe. You've mentioned this on the pod before. Yeah. And that time you were also self-deprecating when obviously 26 points is very good. At the stage, what were you like, with four foot? This was more recently than as a child. Oh, okay. As a kid, I was not scoring 26 points. That's a great adult score or child score. was the last time you played? Like six months ago. Right. Mm. Are you going to go back to it or are you yeah. retired? No, no, I'm going back. I just took this season off because we were going away for several, for like a month. Right, right, right. I well, didn't know you played basketball still. Yeah. You I don't know that. We've <laughs> discussed this when we've been trying to find a time to record a podcast to, yeah. and I've said, can't do Monday, I play got, basketball. I assumed that was a lie. Yeah, right. I would thought you were lying as well. We were polite. Thank you for We'd being so We'd love to come down and cheer you on. I did not invite you. I'd be keen to be there to cheer you on. Okay. I'd love to. Right. I reckon you'd score 27 points if we were there. Yeah. Okay. I and reckon that would we really could lift you. I reckon I probably would play really well if you <laughs> came, only because the first time my boyfriend came to watch me play basketball was one of the best games I've ever played in my life because I was clearly showing off. I think that's when I scored 26. And then uh, the next time he came, it was my worst game ever. Uh. It was terrible. I had to take myself off the court at one point because I was hyperventilating and I had to set to lie down on the ground. Really? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. What a roller coaster. Yeah, so he's seen both. My highs and lows. So that was quite recent. Yeah. Wow. 26. So that's, you're hitting your PB at 28. Yeah. The sky's the limit. You're yeah. You're on your way up. You're Next up season, trending. I'm going for 40. Yes. 40 in a game. That'd be so good. Yeah. And you'd be happy with that round number too. I would be. 26 is annoying me a little bit, but the points are two, so it count. Anyway, let's thank some people. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'd love to thank, if I may, straight off the bat. Well, These are some uh, Patreon supporters that we're thanking, by the way. If you've never heard this segment before, if you support the show on Patreon, as well as a fat quote or question, some people get to be thanked by name for their support. Little and shout out. Also, Jess gives us a little, some sort of a game to play with their names. Yes. So today was about Raw, which obviously 70 cast and crew members were injured by animals, mostly lions. Yep. I think... We should say what animals these people would be injured by. Not killed. If they were in the film industry, which maybe some of them are, but if you were in the film industry, what would you be mauled by? Yeah. Also, then we should. (laughs) So, this movie was mainly about lions, and that's why it's called Raw. So, the animal, Uh, we should have the movie name, what it would be called. Yeah, great. All right. So, I'd love to thank, firstly, uh, from 
Manhattan in MT. Dave, which is, of course, Ma- Massachusetts. Is that right? I don't know. Oh. I thought you were the geography man. <laughs> no, my internet isn't working either, so I can't MT. confirm. MT. Is it Montana? Oh. Mary. It's the name of my old house. <laughs> Montana. Montana. It's a beautiful name. I really like it. It's cool. It's a nice sounding. I think you just like it because of Hannah. Montana. It yes. is Montana. Nice. Wow, Montana. Manhattan in Montana. Which borders Idaho and Wyoming. That's cool. I love this about Montana. Uh, and who's from Montana? Zane Hutinga. Whoa. Or Huttinger. That sounds like a character in a film. That's yeah, a that's great. great. From and Montana. If they were on set, what would Zane be injured by? Kittens. Kittens. <laughs> and it'd be obviously then called Meow. No, it's meow. called Meow. <laughs> you got to say it like that. That's though. fun. I was looking on the Every map. Every 10 seconds in the trailer. Meow. <laughs> it's right up. It's really close to Calgary. It's right on the Canadian border as well. Montana. Meow. Oh, look, that's where South and North Dakota are. We're right up there. Yeah, great. We can look at the map another time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Zane, we're trying to shout out to you, mate. Thank you for your support. And sorry that you got mauled by kittens yeah, no, if, but if while working have... on the film. Meow. <laughs> if you've got cats in the home, just be careful. Watch. Yeah. Oh, cats aren't a problem. Oh, it's just kittens. Just kittens. Okay. They grow out of it. Right. <laughs> they, they, out of that dangerous behavior. They maul him until a certain age, at which point he's allowed to live. <laughs> they decide. Yeah. I'd also like to thank, much, much closer to home for us, uh, in Brunswick, Victoria, mm. I'd love to thank Catherine Trelaw. Oh, hello, Catherine Trelaw. I think that you would be attacked by an echidna. Ooh, oh. Great animal, one of only two monotremes. That's right, mammals that lay, lay eggs. eggs. Platypus being the other. Australia's got both of them. Suck it, rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> so what uh, What would the film be called? I think it would be called... Oops. I mean, does it have to be after their name, the sound they make? It doesn't have to be. Oh, no. Oh, that wasn't the sound they make. I oh. just thought the film should be called... I could How be... do you spell that? Uh, first, it's second letter. Third letter. I really hate I'd, I'd keeping it... eye contact with you while your mouth makes that shape. That's something you got control over. Yeah, true. <laughs> now I'm looking at Matt and I feel better. I, oh, I, could, uh, hear, I, could I would see call it Prick. Vision. Yeah, I was going to call it Spike. Prick's good. Now, let's call Sorry, it Prick. Sorry, but that's, I was saying that in a different way. It <laughs> translates were, as Prick. You were ah. talking Echidna. Um, so thank you so much, Catherine Trelaw and Zane Hutinga. I love that. May I thank some people as well? Please do. Well, I would like to thank from Eaton in Ohio. Oh, oh Ohio. Yeah. God's country itself. OH, that's got to be Ohio, right? Gotta be. Yes. Unless it's Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Where the wind, wind comes, comes from the rain. rain. Anyway, I'd like to thank Elijah Shelley. That's a nice name. Oh, Shelley Turtles. <laughs> Attacked by a turtle. That's real good. Yeah. No, not to say turtle. Turtles. Turtles. Oh, they gang up on you. Yeah. They have nasty bites, some of them. Yeah. Could, got, it be, could it be called... Do they, have, do they have weird tongues? No, I don't think they do. Yeah, they some probably them, yeah, do. Some of them can p- push their tongues out. Ew. All right, what would a film about turtles be called? Snap. Ooh, good one. Great. Matt? I like it. Great. 
Thank you so much. That was really good. Thank you. That was good. Mine was going to be chomp and yours is much better. That's so. better. Have you ever seen the, the photo of a tiny little uh, baby turtle eating a strawberry? No. Very cute. It's like the one with the uh, teacup pig wearing gumboots. In terms of levels of cuteness. It's very cute for everyone except for Elijah because that gives them flashbacks of the time. Yeah, sorry to bring that up again, Elijah. Elijah was attacked by a group of hungry turtles. That was mean of me. Elijah so was mistaken sorry. for a strawberry. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Sunburn. But Elijah. Elijah is a strawberry blonde. So. We thank you. That's great. For your service and your bravery. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And I'd also like to thank from Cartersville. I'm not sure where, which, what's GA? GA, Georgia. That's my guess. Let me have a look here. Georgia. Well done. Certainly not short for Gary. Georgia no, unfortunately. On my Cartersville. Mind. I would like to thank Sean Harris. Hello, Sean. Thank you for your support over in Georgia. Matt, what sort of animal do you reckon Sean gets maimed by? Uh, okay, in Georgia, I think of, uh, I'm pretty sure that is where the US Masters is from, and one of the classic winners of the Masters is Tiger Woods, and who lives in the woods but owls? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoa. And the movie's called Hoot. (laughs) It's a real hoot. That's right. But we've talked about this off air about show titles that gives... Critics, the opportunity to say this was anything but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're opening yourself right up there. But the movie's going to be so good. Yeah, if I was confident. a film critic, though, I would do a bit of a switcheroo, and I'd be like, my line, final line would be like, "Now this film is a real good time." <laughs> <laughs> but there's like heaps of dots to make people pause, and they're like, "Oh, to, she's going to say who?" You turn the page. Oh, good time. Didn't see that coming. Hoot. Or maybe I'd I'd have a film show. And that way I'd be able to say it. It's probably a, a joke that's a bit funnier. Yeah, that's great. Uh, not in print, but in mm. words. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Don't you agree? Yeah. Mm. An oral delight. Mm. Mm. And thank you to another oral delight, Sean Harris. Love hearing your name in my ears. Thank Sean you, Sean. Sean Harris, what Harris. a man. What a champ. Chat. We chat on Twitter a bit, I'm pretty sure. Sean, is that right, Sean? Yes. Oh, sorry, Sean. I didn't realize you were in the room. to say yes. Oh, okay, oh, great. Wow. How did he know? We're in uh, the air. <laughs> I would like to bring us home by thanking a couple of people myself. And I would like to thank a uh, supporter of uh, our Melbourne live shows. We've met her a few times there, mm. which is always a treat. I would like to thank from Clayton in Victoria, Katie Murphy. Katie. Katie. Hello, Katie. Thank you so much for your Patreon and live show support. We do appreciate that a lot. And Jess, Katie, what should she watch out for when she stars in her Hollywood blockbuster? Snakes. Yeah. Oh, no. And Australia has lots of fucked ones. Oh, I'm sorry, Katie. You actually do have to watch your back. Somebody at one of our live shows was saying they, uh, he was from Paris. And he was like, yeah, well, I was thinking. I reckon he was. <laughs> was. Saying that so. I think he was from. He, he, was like, he was from Paris. I think you can trust this. And I w- he was saying he wanted to come to Australia. Just like a holiday or, or maybe to live. It was Joseph. And he said, but is it safe? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I mean, we like don't go out into the middle of the outback by yourself, sure. But in a but city, you're fine. Yeah, it's hard to just go out to the middle of the outback. That would be quite a lot of effort. Yeah, you, you don't accidentally end up in the middle of the outback. Mm-hmm. After several hours of driving and not seeing another person, you'd realise 
maybe you'd taken a wrong turn. This is all good advice. I hope you're listening, Katie, because do not do what we're telling Joseph to not do. Yeah, exactly. And I Katie's think Katie's film, pretty well aware. The film would be called... I think it would, uh, it would be called Hiss. Yeah, it's got to be Hiss. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Hiss. Hiss. Lots of S's. Lots. Yeah. Lots. Seven. Many How many? Seven, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon seven. All right, I'll do seven for you now. Hiss. Yeah, pr- that was just seven. for Jess, yep. so probably round up to ten. Okay, ten. Katie, your film is his. Perfect. He's Bang on really 10. good at that. Yeah, yeah. Bang on that 10. was great. It's kind of like when you try and you're filling up the car with petrol and you try to get it to like an even mm. amount. You want to get it straight on. Like uh, some places here, they pre you have to prepay, Matt. Or were you going and pay? And then there was a petrol attendant that was filling out the car, and you asked for fifty pounds worth, and you went inside, and Jess and I were. Again, we were watching very closely. Is yeah. he going to get exactly 50 or is he going to rip us off here? He gave us one pence more than yeah. 50. We got a free pay of petrol. Free pay of petrol. Free pay. Love free this pee. country. Free pay. Free pay. Free pay. Chicago Bulls did a free pay in uh, <laughs> twice. I think um, the opening scene of Hiss will be a snake biting a bike tire. Okay. And that will make a sound a little. Dave, you do it better, but it'll make a sound a little bit like this. And the movie begins. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a bit of a rich symbolism to start mm. the film there. And the movie begins. <laughs> you actually hear the narrator say that. Yeah, Matt's the narrator. Anyway, thank you, uh, Katie. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to thank from uh, Gehring in what I imagine is New England. Want to double check this for me? A bit of an NE. We've we've gone around the map. A bit of an NE. Bit of an NE. We've gone around the map. I would like to thank from Gehring, possibly in New England, Matt. Tell me, tell me. Nebraska. Ah, you so idiot. What, what you is idiot. New England? Tell me what New England is then. New England is not a state. Oh, That's Massachusetts. That co- oh, it's that collection of states. Yeah. Um, apologize, idiot. You want me to apologize? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> apologize for my. Uh, uh, from Nebraska, my goodness. From Gehring, Nebraska, if I'm saying that right. I'd like to thank Ethan Parks. Parks. Just one Parks. S. Just one S. Parks. Yes, Parks. Not Parks. Parks. Did I do it? Parks. Love it. I did two A's there. Ha ha, dickhead. I got you. All right, Ethan Parks. Anybody got a feeling on an animal? Parks. I mean, Parks is very evocative of like uh, like Parks. And uh, mm. parklands. Mm. That's what I'm, that's what it does to me. I know. Is that what it's evoking? That's what's you? evoking for me. And it is evocative. And when yeah. strolling in England through a park, you have to, of course, watch out for voles. Voles, yes. So do you think that? Do you think that would be what mm. we're talking about here? I think that Ethan has to watch out for voles. I'm not a hundred percent sure on what a vole is. You've googled it already. They are so small. And oh, so cute. A little vole. <laughs> Describe a, a vole just in case Ethan doesn't A vole know. is a small rodent, a relative of the mouse. It's the, a, like cute mouse though, not like one of those gross ones. The vole has a stouter body, a shorter hairy tail and a slightly rounder head. Oh. Smaller ears and eyes and differently formed molars. Did you say cute mouse? Yeah. I think we have our film title. Cute mouse. Cute mouse. <laughs> but, I mean, the title is a bit misleading because obviously Ethan gets mauled by Ethan them. is very, mm. very hurt by, by one them. of them too. Not even like a pack oh, of them. He's just really soft. Just a little bit embarrassing. One vole who's yeah. gone bad. Evol. Yeah. Could be the a rogue name of vole. The, it's evolved. Evolved. <laughs> it's evil and it's evolved. 
<laughs> into a blood sucking vole. Oh, we should make this movie. Watch yeah. out and I th- you know who should direct it? Jan de Bont. Yeah. Oh, Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. He's a master. Oh, what a master. You know how they were saying uh, Noel was their safe word? Yeah. Can we from now on, instead of no, we'll say Noel. Yeah. Instead of yes, we'll say Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. <laughs> Can that also be our safe word though? I'd love that. Yeah. If you're in trouble, Jan we're going to go and hit the town now for our final night here in England. We're going to go see a musical yeah. on the West End. So if any of us get into trouble, we'll just yell, Jan de Bont. And then he'll say yes, because obviously he'll be there because he's a classy man. Yes. Oh, Jan de Bont. Oh, Jan. Do you go, oh. Hey, Matt, do you want to go get a coffee later? Jan de Bont. <laughs> Sorry, are you in trouble? <laughs> yeah, see, Dave, you confused this. Yeah. But I really just want it to be my safe Yeah, word. but mine was cute and whimsical and you've made it weird. Can, well, let's make vol our safe word. Yeah. Vol. 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 Thanks to Ethan. Thank you, Sorry about Ethan, the and to all the Patreon uh, supporters that we have. And if you want to join that crew of amazing people, you go to patreon.com slash pod and uh, pledge any amount, any little amount to keep this show rocking and rolling and touring the world these days. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so funny. It's weird to so say. So surreal. It's weird to say. But, and again, thanks to everyone that came to the UK shows. We do hope to do more of this travelling and touring uh, next year. So... Keep an eye out for that. And if you want to keep an eye out for any live show dates or our social media links or submit an idea for us to do a topic on, you can go to dogoonpod.com. Follow all the links there. That's right. And uh, if you do have a chance, it would be so nice if you would be able to give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever the thing you use. Uh, yeah, most platforms do have a rating system. So yeah. And the, the more love we get, the more... It pops up in charts and other people's suggest- suggestions and that's how we find new people and then suddenly we're touring to places we've never even that's heard right. of. No, not everyone can afford to um, support on Patreon, which is obviously... Absolutely fine. But if you do have a chance, it'll be a real nice thing you could potentially do. Give us a five-star review or even we've met a few people on this tour who have taken a friend's phone who didn't know how to podcast, downloaded the podcast app and subscribed them to us and said, listen to this episode, you might like it. And that's actually ended up with some people liking the show so much that they've come and seen us live, which is wild. Yeah. Totally wild. And also probably a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Yeah, but we're giving you the green light. (laughs) Yeah, we have that power. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But that does bring us to the end of another episode. And for the final time from London, England, we'll say thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And laters. And until next week, goodbye. Bye. Oh, I should try to do it in an English accent. Oh, bye. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.